0: Today's guest is Anna Hansen, and Anna is the Commissioner for uh, uh, Santa Fe County, the County Commissioner for Santa Fe County. I got there in the end. Welcome to the podcast, Anna. Yeah,
1: so Santa Fe County is in New Mexico, So, um, just so that people still know we're in the United States.
0: Yes, yeah, that's right. Yes, good Uh, for you to mention that as well.
1: So um, what do you want to know about Santa Fe County?
0: <laughs> yeah, tell us. Well, tell us a little bit. Give us the elevator pitch for the county. <laughs> and, uh, but tell us a bit about what you do as commissioner.
1: So county commissions um, oversee, of course, uh, infrastructure, but we also um, have a unique ability to deal with our federal delegation. Uh, The Bureau of Land Management, Um, you know, uh, we have uh, in New Mexico, near Santa Fe County, uh, Los Alamos National Laboratories. So um, there is a lot of interaction there. We are able to deal with um, the state government a lot. We, We interact with them on rules. I just testified on the New Mexico clean car rule which will uh put us on the same level as um california and that just passed here in new mexico so county commissioners are uh unique in that way but we are also nuts and bolts you know like i ran on uh putting in sewers in uh, a traditional historic village in um, santa fe county that still has cesspools and um septic tanks and you know roads i love roads i love bridges and those are you know basic things that we oversee to make sure that our constituents lives are um, well run you know and we are a well yeah. run county uh we have um a healthy budget we have a triple a um finance rating uh we have a water system that um, I was the chair of last year, the uh, Buckman Direct Diversion uh, Water System, where we get water from the Rio Grande and divert it in, um, into the city. We have a solid waste management agency. I'm also the president of the Northern Rio Grande National Heritage Area. Uh, so our, our role, is a very diverse role. We oversee water. Uh, air land, you know, land issues. Uh, New Mexico is also unique because we have 23 uh, uh, Native American tribes. And in Santa Fe County, there are four Native American tribes. But uh, one of the other exciting things that Santa Fe County has done is joined with the Hickory Apache Nation for a solar direct program where we will be getting 50% 50% of all of our, uh, electricity from, uh, solar panels on the Hickory Apache nation, which is in uh, Northwest New Mexico. So that, that gives yeah, well, you a kind of a broad scope, I think.
0: Yeah, that's, that's uh, brilliant. I, I can, uh, see the, the, the scope of what, uh, Santa Fe County, um, includes and and what uh, what's in your roles and and responsibilities as uh, as commissioner so let's find out a bit more about you Anna. Tell, uh, Anna sorry tell us about your story if we think back to start with childhood growing up what were some of the moments that really shaped you into the person and the leader you are today
1: um I grew up in um my parents are both uh Danish. And uh, immigrants. Uh, so I grew up in a, uh, a household of uh, Danish immigrants uh, uh, with my aunt and my uh, mother, and a large extended family uh, around us. So I'm you. I was that was a a, a big part of the shaping of my life. Uh, I am um, a very strong, determined human being, and I think that I get that from my Danish heritage and my nationality Um, as you know a Danish American I've always thought of myself in those regards Um, uh, a lot of times when I'm uh, joking with my Native American uh, friends I remind them that I'm a Viking and that I have my own tribe
0: (laughs) yeah uh, that's right
1: So they they appreciate that, but I would say as a young person, one of the really strong influences in my life was uh, Stuart Udall, who was the Secretary of Interior when I was, uh, you know, in junior high, high school, and um, I resonated with what he was doing, and, you know, also... Um, the Silent Spring by Rachel Carson, um, you know, like I felt a affinity to that. I recognized right away that the natural world was incredibly important and that if we didn't respect that, uh, we would be, we would lose our way as we have done. And so I have always been mm. an environmentalist and I've always been active and, you um, those aspects. I was a commissioner of social activities in high school, I I ran for, a you know, office. Um, I, I cared deeply about civil rights and um, human rights and uh, women's rights, you know, that had a huge part to play in my life in the 70s. And um, I grew up in Southern California. Uh, then I moved up to uh, Berkeley, I went to San Francisco State for a while, uh, then I kind of dropped out and joined the back to the land movement, so to speak, and um, moved to New Mexico, which is where I knew I wanted to live my life. I, when I was eight years old, and my parents and I and my sister were going across the country, we stopped at Laguna Pueblo. And I looked at the mountains. And I looked at the sky. And I said to my mother, this is where I'm going to live. And so then I just figured out how to get here. (laughs) And so I moved here in 1973. And that's almost 50 years ago. And I have had um, a very unique and um, wonderful life in New Mexico. And I am so honored to be a county commissioner to make the lives of my community better. Um, last night, I was at a 50-year um, a celebration of La Familia Medical Services, where we provide services for the poor and indigent throughout our county. And you know to be able to have been doing that for the last 50 years to provide that kind of service to people um, free of charge who need it the most is extraordinarily important to me
0: yeah that's incredible great to understand a little bit of your uh, childhood and um, and and growing up when do you remember when one of the first opportunities came your way to be a leader where you know for some people it's when they're young and um, uh, other people it's in sports or teams other people it might be not until a bit later in life where they really had the first chance to manage people or cast vision or own a project. Do you remember what one of those first significant leadership opportunities was for you?
1: Well, I always uh, was an organizer, you know, I, um, and so one of uh, my first uh, political experiences was uh, working for uh, Senator Gene McCarthy in 1968 when he was running for president. And I kind of took a leadership role in that, you know, I mean, I worked in the campaign, I was active. I recognized the importance of, you know, ending the war, the, um I am a child of the sixties and seventies. And so I recognized that, you know, ending, war, the Vietnam War was uh, incredibly important. And that was, uh, I think that was one of the more exciting moments in my life, uh, working for him. And then, uh, then I moved up to Berkeley and I helped uh, set up a free clinic. And I was part of uh, the first uh, farmer's market in Berkeley where we had a uh, farmer's market and distributed food and so I've always uh, wanted to help in um, in any way that I could.
0: Do you remember any stories from that first job working for him? Where uh, you know it's always a fascinating time when you when you really have that first opportunity to step out and, and deal with people and conflict and and. Uh, failures and and things not working and how you pick yourself up. Are there any stories from that first sort of in the deep um, leadership role you had that spring to your mind, Anna?
1: Yeah, uh, mentioning that. um, So I was working for uh, Senator Gene McCarthy and I was on a plane and I was going uh, somewhere to some meeting and um, Jerry Brown was on the plane. And we became uh, at that point, we got to know each other. And uh, like he was also working for Gene McCarthy. And so I can't remember if this plane was uh, taking a bunch of us to some place to a meeting or what that's quite a number of years ago, but Anyhow, we connected and we worked together on a number of projects and uh, during the campaign, I, of course, lost touch with him after that, but he went on to be governor of California and um, I went on to New Mexico. <laughs> so I thought that there you was go. Yeah. an interesting, interesting connection. <laughs> I think that was one of the first... Uh, uh, wow. Real political leaders I met in person who, like I had a relationship, you know, a, a friendship with, or, you know, not a relationship yeah. but a friendship, you know, uh, that's incredible. That we worked and we cared about those. Ki- we cared about the same issues.
0: Absolutely, I can see why that's uh, significant. Uh, so further along in your career, who have been the mentors or just some of them? I'm sure there's always quite a few who have been some of the people who have had the biggest influence on your leadership.
1: So uh, as I began early on and I mentioned Stuart Udall, well, in my, um, uh, Stuart Udall happened to, have uh, retired in New Mexico and his son Uh, Senator Tom Udall and his wife Jill uh, Cooper Udall were friends of mine also. And uh, but Secretary of the Interior Stuart Udall was always my hero. And the first office I ran for um, in New Mexico, he endorsed me. And to me, that was one of the all time great gifts of my life. To have somebody who I had such a deep respect for, who had done so many great things and made so many monuments and uh, places of uh, protected places throughout the United States, um, as one of my great heroes, and to have him endorse me for uh, running for office and uh, speak on my behalf was probably, you know, I can't express enough. And how mm. impactful that was to me. And right now, like I on the our next commission meeting, I have a, a resolution that I'm bringing forward to support and uh, preserve the Caja del Rio, uh, which is a large national na- area of BLM and forest land, and we want to preserve it and protect it for future generations. And to me that's following in his leadership because that's the kind of thing he would want to do also.
0: Yeah, that's, um, that's incredible. Uh, What about aha moments for you along the way, Anna, uh, across your leadership career so far? Are there any moments that stand out where you'll never forget the lesson you learned either because something went so well, someone gave you a key piece of advice or uh, a favorite failure where you did something and went oh wow i am never going to do that again because um it was such just a lesson that that really uh, has stuck with you ever since
1: well i um there's many different ways to approach that but i think if i was giving um someone advice to always remember there's the nemesis and that betrayal in politics is always um, right around the corner and you always have to be aware of it. I mean, you know, the, like there's trust and you have to have faith and belief, but at the same time, you also, um, you know, I have seen betrayal and, um, it is hurtful, but it is also a lesson. You know, you, once you have been betrayed, you recognize, Oh, there's certain patterns that happen. And it's usually because somebody wants more power and wants to take away your power. And so that's for, you know, anybody involved in politics, I think you really have to be aware of those, that issue.
0: Yeah. How do you navigate that? Because that's something I've always wondered in organizations we talk about politics you know you want to you, oh, you, you got to be aware of politics and organizations but when you're literally in politics <laughs> it must be hard to build relationships when or, or it must be uh, complicated to think through relationships and, and promises when you've got so many stakeholders and constituents, how do you navigate that in, in politics? Well
1: one you can never take anything personally. So as long as you've kind of eliminated that, the other thing that I feel like that has given me a great gift in my life is that I am a Buddhist. And um, I have I realized that this is just phenomena. And so, you know, when these kind of unexpected things happen, whether it's good or bad, you have to remember the equanimity of it and that you have to stay present and stay aware of the goal that you're really aiming for. Because it's not about you. It's not about what I want. It's about what's the betterment for our community, our country, what's the betterment for the people and the land and the water and, you know, protecting that. And, um, so when you run up against, uh, the nemesis, you have to know that, uh you have to just be aware of it and find your way around and uh, and for sure not ever take it personally.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, that's great advice. Well, I want to ask you some Leadership Express questions. Are you ready? Some what? Leadership Express. These are some questions. I'll- I've got a handful of them for you. <laughs> so okay. the first one is... Uh, Anna, what's a book that you've gifted to other people or re- uh, recommended a lot to other people?
1: Uh, well, during the pandemic, I, had, um, I did a lot of reading, and I started out with um, biographies of presidents. And I would say that Doris Kern Goodwin, uh, Leadership in Turbulent Times is a great book. Um, I've also I also read Hamilton. I read John Adams. I read um, Betra- um, Michelle Obama. I loved reading uh, Susan Rice's book Tough Love, and I've given a number of these books away. Um, I um, I've just recently also uh, read. Um, a book on climate i don't have it right in front of me but i have definitely uh gifted this this was written by uh the woman who was the le- the head um of the 20 uh, the paris accord agreement and uh, it's about climate and um i have given that book to a number of people because it's actually a positive um projection and idea of what we need to do to continue to uh, make people aware of the issues of climate change, and uh, like yeah. one of the first things I did when I got elected in 2017 was we joined the 20 uh, the Paris Accord, and um, you know have been the county has now been building its sustainability around meeting those goals, and so that kind of those kind of books were great, but. Um, biographies by presidents, and Alexander Hamilton, um, but Doris Kearns Goodwin is definitely a favorite of mine.
0: Yeah, great, uh, great recommendations. What, what about a recent leadership lesson you've learned for the first time, or something you know you've been reminded of a, a key leadership lesson recently?
1: how how important history is history um, is um to me the foundation of um our planet our life and uh history and culture and politics and uh we just um restored a 1938 wpa building which is our county administration building to its uh, original kind of state. It's designed by a local um, architect who has had a tremendous influence on Santa Fe style. And it just reminded me how important history is to all of us and that we really need to continue to understand history and be involved in the restoration of historic buildings. that provide uh continuity in our lives
0: yeah absolutely um so true can you think of a great piece of advice you've received anna where someone gave you advice about life or leadership and it stuck with you for a long time you know as as a great piece of advice for life or leadership
1: (coughs) excuse me um Uh, You know, we're suffering from the smoke and the fires here.
0: (coughs) Oh, Um, I'm sorry. Just, yeah, feel free to take a moment.
1: A piece of advice. (coughs) Um, Know who your friends are.
0: Hmm.
1: you know the people any any really advice be there for it
0: yeah <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> how do you how do you do that gonna
1: be there and the uh and the yes. long haul people are who are there when you're fighting um a hard battle um you know i um <coughs> i'm uh Anti-nuke activist also, and because we have Los Alamos National Lab here, and um, I have to deal with a lot of federal contractors, and you know, I think one of the more important uh, pieces of advice is to be incredibly clear, concise, and direct. And I am always clear and concise and direct, at least I try to be.
0: Yeah, that's, that's great advice. Uh, wondering if, uh, th- are there any favorite questions you like to ask, Anna, whether it's you're sitting down in a one-on-one or with a group of stakeholders or uh, with uh, leaders in your team, any, any favorite questions you like to ask people?
1: Well, you work as hard as me? I am known as a really hard worker. <laughs> I get a lot of things done and I want everyone to work as hard as me. Yeah.
0: Do you find, I mean, anecdotally, one of my favorite leadership authors, Patrick Lencioni, in his book, The Ideal Team Player, talks about hunger and work ethic as, in his opinion, in based on the different traits he talks about in that book, the most difficult to grow for someone who hasn't had it instilled from a young age. Has that, have you seen that to be true or have you seen people who struggled with work ethic actually be able to turn that around?
1: I think you, I think there is really something to that, you know, as I grew up in a immigrant working class family, you know, where we all, my parents worked hard, you know, I mean, my father was a laborer, my mother worked and I was part of that team, you know, and I don't know, Uh, I think it's possible. We have this wonderful organization here called Youth Works. And um, a lot of these young kids who really might not have had that experience um, are being trained to to figure out how to create a business, how to work. And I I think that when you're been underprivileged and you don't have those skills, you can learn them, but there has to be motivation. You have to want to learn. You have to want to find that information that's going to make your life more fulfilling.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think it is something that can be learned, but I think it's um, I think it's challenging, like you've explained there. Uh, uh, what about favorite, uh, any movies or TV shows that for you, either as just for fun to switch off or things that really influenced you as a leader and as a person, anything come to mind?
1: Well, I watched Rachel Maddow. I've had them, so I don't know if that's uh, um, favorite TV shows uh, I like, I like Sunday morning on CBS. I don't know if you have, this is, aren't you in Australia? So I don't think you really have. Um,
0: <laughs> that's all right. So, no, we've got people uh, all around the world. So I love, tell us tell us anything you watch and, and if it is or isn't available where we are, that's, that's fine. I love hearing local recommendations. So yeah, go for it.
1: I, I really like listening to my local radio station, uh, KSFR. That is basically my favorite because it is local. Uh, it is uh, public radio. You know, it has uh, news that's happening here and and of course nationally. But you know, we have local programs uh, about uh, the issues. You know, there's a one program that I love called Living on the Edge with Zuby Wilson. I, I, I'm on his show every once in a while. And, uh, you know, he talks about the things that are affecting us here in New Mexico. And um, that's one of my favorite shows that I listen to on the radio. Um, and then we have a garden show that I listen to also. Uh, so I, I yeah. would think that those are some of them. That, is that a good answer? <laughs>
0: That's a great answer. No, thank you. I I love hearing different recommendations from people of what they enjoy, so that's perfect. Um, Okay, last question. It's been so lovely getting to know you a bit and and getting to ask you some of these questions, Anna. Um, If you could only give one piece of leadership advice to a young leader, what would you say to them?
1: Um, I would tell them to uh, get involved in their community, organise, you know... um, Start, uh, start young. Uh, attend, get on a board, get on, um, you know, a any kind of uh, government board, so you can learn how government works. Because one of the things that I see that is the biggest problem for young leaders is not understanding how government actually works. And throughout my career in Santa Fe and as um, a a leader, you know, Governor Richardson appointed me chair of the acupuncture board. I'm not an acupuncturist. I was the first public member who was a chair. I've been on the city parks and uh, open space board for the city of Santa Fe. And those boards provide you skills that uh, help you when you are in an elected position because, one of the things that being an elected official is that you do serve on many boards. And so the more you understand the mechanism, how government works, um, the, the more abilities you have to actually bring about change.
0: Yeah, well said, great great advice. And I love that idea, of um, p- particularly for young people to just jump in and, and get involved. That's great, Anna. So for those who have loved hearing a little bit about Santa Fe and also enjoyed hearing your story, just wondering is there anywhere people can find you on LinkedIn or Twitter, et cetera, and what about uh, the county? Where can people learn more about you and the county online? Um,
1: I have a Facebook page, Anna Hanson, County Commissioner, and um, we have a a website, SantaFeCountyNM.gov, and um, you can go there and go under the commission page, and uh, you can go to my website and see all the things that I have achieved. I am a policy wonk. I love to write uh, resolutions and um, change the policy and directions. I also, you know, have a policy that I'm working on with uh, one of my fellow commissioners on banning single-use plastic, and um, you know i have uh, i'm working with another commissioner on the monument of caja del rio protecting that land so you know i um i think there's a lot of things you can find out about me on uh, santa fe county NM, uh, dot gov. anna hansen santa fe county commissioner
0: wonderful well uh so good to get to know you a little bit. Like I said, Anna, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in and I hope you've enjoyed hearing a bit of Anna's story. I know that I have. Don't forget, I also have the John O'White Leadership Podcast and Leadership Question of the Day podcast that you can go in and check out to grow in your leadership. But I want to finish today, Anna, by saying a massive thank you to you for being so generous with your time and sharing some of your story with us. It's been a real joy. Thanks for coming on the podcast.
1: And thank you, Jano, so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I think uh, it's really important for people to hear from women leaders, and uh, I appreciate the opportunity so much. Thank you.
0: or clarity and tag us in your post. Our team is always looking for posts to engage with from our community and there's also a chance that we'll share your content uh, to go beyond and share it with our followers. Last of all, you can check out my book. It's called Step Up or Step Out, how to deal with difficult people even if you hate conflict. I wrote this book because 50% of the coaching sessions I have with leaders, this topic comes up again and again and again.